The engine rumbled beneath him, his one hand atop the steering wheel, the other holding a cigarette, and the streets of Chicago seemed to open up to him. Too old to be called a boy and too young to be called a man, he drove an old Plymouth duster, bought for $300 in crumpled tens and twenties, its dings and dents worn like a warrior from battle, bucket seats crisscrossed with duct tape, its paint now faded to beige, and other drivers knew to give him space. A pedestrian waited at a crosswalk and he gunned the accelerator, laughing after he sent a wave of icky muck into the air, soaking his target. How's that taste, he shouted, not awaiting a reply. A few blocks away, in one of Chicago's narrow streets, he roared down the lane, tight to the side, smashing into driver's side mirrors. They shattered with satisfying bursts, hanging loosely like broken appendages, car alarms wailing in his wake. Sometimes he would drive out to the suburbs the night before garbage pickup and swing into cans, sending debris and recyclables over well-manicured lawns. Other times he drove past museums or Millennium Park, blasting his radio, more screech than song, his bass sending sonic earthquakes to the hordes of camera-toting tourists. They may not know my name, but they know who I am. He never stopped to think why he did the things he did, only that they brought him joy. In those brief moments, he was in control. Let others know what it was like to feel powerless. Let others become victims of life. Today, he was a victor. Driving the duster, he was a king atop a leather throne, surrounded by the scent of smoke and years of ingrained sweat. Blood didn't pump through his veins. Anger did. Whenever he walked into class at school, he felt the tremors of fear emanating from his teachers, like so much heat on a sun-baked highway. He hadn't learned much in chemistry, but he knew this. He was a particle and others around him reacted, and it felt good. He hand-rolled down his window, flicked his cigarette outside, and, noticing he was low on gas, turned into a corner station. He rolled to a stop, stepped out, and unscrewed the gas cap. As he filled up his tank, waiting under the flare of lights, a motorcyclist pulled into the station and stopped next to him. The cyclist wore a leather jacket, gloves, and a dark helmet with a mirror visor that covered his face. The kid had the feeling of being stared at, a kind of sixth sense, and he turned. All he saw was his face reflected back at him. Not so tough now, just an acne-scarred 17-year-old on a joyride in a city that made him feel small. A vague shiver rippled through him. The motorcyclist didn't move, just stared back, and then he looked down at a photo in his hand and slipped it into his back pocket. Ordinarily, the kid might have made some smart remark, but the motorcyclist looked like a well-armored samurai. Something in the kid's brain told him to screw the gas, just peel out and don't look back. Only when the motorcyclist turned away and put in a credit card to unhook the nozzle did the kid relax. Seconds passed and he sensed something was wrong. He couldn't discern why until he realized he hadn't heard the normal sounds of a motorcycle gas cap being unscrewed or the clank of a nozzle against metal. In fact, there was no sound at all. He turned. The motorcyclist held the gas nozzle in his hand. In the span of a second, as time expanded, the kid's eyes glanced downward. The motorcyclist's hand tensed against the handle, unleashing a torrent of gasoline. It sprayed with the force of a fire hose, nearly waterboarding the kid in the mouth. Its unmistakable aroma consumed him, and he fought the urge to gag. His mouth stung, hands held up, blind, eyes burning, the sting, the smell, the fear. Then it stopped. 
The gas dripped from his face, little beads of toxic perspiration, his hair wet, his clothes soaked, face contorted in a rictus of poison. He opened his eyes, the world blurry, grainy, and he caught a glint of something shiny in the motorcyclist's hand, followed by a sound. Flick cap. Flick cap. The kid squinted to try and focus. Flick cap. Flick cap. He saw then what it was. The motorcyclist snapped his fingers against the flint wheel, and the zippo lighter ignited. All the kid could think was, oh god, no, oh god, no. The motorcyclist casually tossed it, the flame arcing in the night sky before coming into contact with fumes. And as the kid's world came to an end, his rage and the flame became one. <laughs>